it's based on like the feelings we had, then the words that we say, the actions that we do, which basically shape our personality, our character, our results and our life. Welcome to Success Formula, where success is not a monolith. I'm Cole Johnson, ushering the many different paths to success. And my next guest has paved yet another road to get there. He dropped out of high school in the 11th grade, but is proof that a lack of education shouldn't stop anyone. With a tool of online marketing, he was often running at the age of 20 and has not looked back since. Ladies and gentlemen, Visionary and brand strategist, author, online marketer, and entrepreneur, Richard Butner. Well, welcome to Success Formula, Richard. Thank you so much, Cole. I appreciate you, and thanks for the kind introduction. I'm really happy to be here. Well, I am happy that you are joining me here. And just looking at your your story, there was just so many riveting points, and I really didn't know where to begin, so it was one of those good problems to have <laughs> but <laughs> but uh you were german and i noticed one i guess you could say thread that i could see uh with you would be athletics so i saw that you play basketball and well we call it soccer here but you all call it football uh so uh what sport did you love growing up uh, definitely soccer. It's like the number one sport, sport out here in Germany. Compared to the US, it's like baseball, basketball, ice hockey, and football combined, the level of popularity. Um, and I was okay in soccer, but obviously the competition here is very big. And at some point, uh, the first time I saw a basketball match, I, I was just like super, super excited about it. I was amazed. Because soccer is kind of slow, you know, yeah, sometimes you have 22 dudes running around the field for an, over 90 minutes, and there's like not one single goal. But in basketball, you have action every single time. And it's also more of a team sport in a way that you definitely have to rely on your teammates. But you can also have great success with um, like very, very strong single player performance. So that's what excited me the most. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny, the points that you've touched on, that's what a lot of people here in the States say about the difference between soccer and basketball. And, and uh, yeah, I, I think I, I love the team aspect and the fact that with basketball, it is a little more up and down versus soccer. It's a little more strategic. And you almost have to understand the nuance of the game to really, really get into it. But uh, you mentioned something that I was hoping you was going to say, team. And it sort of segues into my next question. Uh, how did the discipline of athletics shape you for what you do in the business world today? Oh, definitely a lot. I mean, just on the one hand, the discipline. On the other hand, uh, the inspiration. Because there's so many young kids all over the world now. But especially back in the day in the U.S. who, who came from nothing. They had great athletic abilities. And that got them a college degree, like a college 
um, education for free just for their athletic uh, skill sets and their talent. And then they also obviously had the chance to come from nothing but achieve everything and the whole world is looking at them. So that inspired me a lot because that was the first time that really showed me if you have the will and you have the desire, you can completely change the outcome of your family. You can create generational wealth. Just look at, uh, about like some of the guys in the NBA, they're making 20, 30, even 40 million a year. It's just crazy. But obviously just having talent doesn't get you anywhere. You have to be disciplined. And there's been many people in basketball that were much more talented than me. I started at like 13. That was like my first basketball practice. But in a matter of two years, I was able to play in the highest uh, German league for my age group. That was like the national league. So I saw like if you really put your head down and you focus on yourself, you focus on your skill sets, you focus on your results, you can achieve great things and you can go up against the best of the best. And I knew like, I mean, sprinting down the court in, in basketball practice, like up and down, up and down, up and down. We caught this like Japanese sprints, uh, something like that. Like it's like what, what my basketball coach called it back in the day. I don't know why, but I just knew every time he screams and we have to run, like you really have to run and you have to run until somebody probably starts vomiting. But it shows you that your body says, like, hey, I can't no more. Your, your head thinks you can't move one more single step, but actually your body is capable of much more. And that's what people, I'm not the biggest fan of military, but I know many people also tell me about the discipline uh, that comes along with like being in boot camps and with the military and like carrying this, these heavy backpacks and running and walking for miles and miles and miles and miles and miles every every single day and you think you can't no more but you can go one more hour two more hours take one mate on your back so there's so much potential the only limit to our potential is our own belief and our own confidence level and what we believe our limit is so that also helped me in business because then when i started doing my first business when I was 20. Obviously, nobody in my area believed that, that I could achieve anything. I mean, I dropped out of high school, so most people think the success formula to life is a high GPA in great grades in high school and then get, going to college and having a great college degree. But matter of fact, it's literally the, the most successful and wealthy people in the world there are a lot of times high school or college dropouts, you know, because formal education makes you a living and gives you the right foundation. And it's absolutely essential. And I think everybody should have a good fundamental uh, education, but self-education and what you do after school and after like university, that's where it really comes into play what you want to do in your life. Cause the misconception that I think most people have about school is once they've finished school, they have to, they, they, they can stop learning. But for me, actually, the learning process started after school. And that's what I'm also trying to teach as many young people, as many uh, people of all different age groups, ethnicities, no matter what country they're coming from. I want to show them that self-education and what they can control, which is their time and effort, can create your own life no matter how you want it. Mm. Well, to add to your point, uh, well, one of the richest people in the world is Bill Gates and he dropped out of college. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, and you, you segue me perfectly into my next question. 
yes, uh, you mentioned that you were a dropout of high school. Uh, what did formal education not teach you? What it did not teach me. Um, so the, the German school system is a little bit different than the U.S. Uh, school system. It's a little bit more diverse because I also went to, to California for one year of high school in my junior year. So I kind of know both sides. I like both models. But what both didn't teach me is what I really wanted in life. And obviously, I mean, it's not about the money, but understanding money, where money comes from, how money works, like finance 101, how to do your taxes, how to start a company, how to create a product that people want to uh, buy or create a service that people want to buy, um, how to invest your money and how to grow and compound your money higher than the inflation rate. What happens if you don't? What happens if you if you keep your money in the banks? And I mean, there's great ways to put your money to work with banks, but you have to know what to do. And it's a business just like any other business. So uh, people will not always push you in the way that's best for you. You have to take uh, your own responsibilities. And when I was young, um, I always thought like life is very simple. It's very structured and you basically get to know there's like a manual basically explaining you how to go through life. And then when I dropped out of high school at like 16, 17, started working my first job uh, at the cashier of a supermarket at 17 um, and like literally like working very hard and not knowing what I wanted to do with my future. That was like my reality check. It was like, okay, you come into this world naked and by yourself and you're going to leave this world naked and by yourself. And in between, it's all about the decisions that you make and the point where, where we are right now, also for the listeners, it's based on like the feelings we had, the thoughts that uh, basically resulted from that, those feelings, then the words that we say, the actions that we do, which basically shape our personality, our character, our results and our life. And I think that like having that responsibility about your own life and also taking responsibility for the people around you, I think that's very essential. And also on top of that, what I would like schools to teach in the future is also about nutrition and health because if you're not physically fit, then you also can't achieve peak performance. And also um, what's what's really, really interesting and what amazed me is when I was in Tokyo, when I was in Japan for business, I learned that in the first couple of years of school, people in Japan, they don't get graded. They literally like have not the basic education that we get. All they focus on is being good human beings, having great ethics, having and how to treat each other. So those aspects, you know, because teachers, and I love teachers, they're doing an amazing job, and I think they should be way more appreciated. But usually they're specialists in their area. And then being specialists at teaching people and understanding human psychology is a whole different area. So I think in the next, like, 20 years, there's going to be a big revolution in the school system because it's very old-aged because it's been built like decades and decades and decades ago. But those things should be really important, like preparing me for life and not preparing me for a job should be the headline of how to revolutionize our system. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I, I remember watching 
uh, way back when <laughs> uh, MC Hammer was being interviewed and he talked about his journey through formal education and what it taught him and what it didn't teach him. And he said what he discovered was, you, especially in Bath, you 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 learn geometry, then you know more algebra, then trigonometry, then calculus. You get all of this type of schooling, and then when you get out of school, what's the thing you have to know? What is two plus two? And the simple aspect of that, I had to understand that it was about learning how learning how to do the simple basic things that makes a human being successful in life not necessarily learning the other aspects of life that sort of expands your mind but to do the things that expands your whole life and expands the life of others and when you were talking about that it just made me flash back to that interview when he said that i was like yep he's, he's right yes and yeah i would love to have love had that, that japanese model too of uh of education that is awesome wow and every time I've, I've been in japan like i i felt the vibes of the people are very very good like very very kind and polite and i think everywhere in the world we should treat each other like that because basically every other human being is just a reflection and a mirror of our own actions and if we treat like other people better they would treat ourselves better and we just have to have respect self-respect but also self uh, also love and respect for the people around us and i think that's what's going to shape like the next couple uh, years in this world where we're transitioning from focusing a lot on ourselves and now with like the digitalization and the globalization we're just all coming more together and trying to understand how to come together and live together yeah yeah, you're right, and and the 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 fact of the matter is the as the world keeps getting smaller and smaller, the more we have to actually employ that for the model of how we deal with each other in the world. Because well, we're gonna learn one of these days that we're more similar than dissimilar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. and kindness takes you a long way, and that is a big hallmark of your your brand. And yeah, that's one of the reasons why I was excited to interview you because I knew that was hugely important to you. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Now, you mentioned marketing, but you also mentioned finance. I was wondering, why didn't you decide to go strictly into finance early, but you went to online marketing first? So... I mean, finance, you know, there's a lot of wealth coaches or like people, people who are supposedly helping you how to build wealth, but most of the time they're not really wealthy themselves. They just sell you life insurance or fund policies or just, just like some stuff. So they're more like sales people than actually wealth experts. And I knew I didn't have money, you know, I, I came from a very average uh, background, you know, single mom, self-employed single mom. She she made like two 2000 a month, which is okay to get by out here in Germany, but it's also not a lot. And um, I knew like when I'm going to start, I'm going to start from zero. I got to build income streams. You know, I read about Rich Dad, Poor Dad from Robert Kiyosaki and I informed myself a lot on Google and YouTube because I didn't have any access to the real university. So I went towards Google and YouTube and like books and the ancient knowledge that's been out there for, for hundreds of years 
on how to build wealth and how to build yourself a good portfolio and how to be financially secure because money obviously is not an invention of the 21st century. It's been around for the ages. Um, so I understood first I needed an income stream. So I was working a job and then on the side, I was building a business online and every single euro that I was making on the side, I was saving up. So after one year, I had a couple grand uh, put aside and I was still living off of my salary until I had enough money to go full time into my businesses. And then when I had money on the side, because first goal was obviously freedom. I didn't want to keep working a job. And then when I was living comfortably off of my business and then I had money on the side, I looked for ways to invest. And one of the easiest ways to get in, in my opinion, was like the Forex and crypto trading markets because you can basically start with $100, $50, $500, $1,000, and you can make your first few steps in the financial markets while with most other investments, you, you need to have a lot of money, you know, for, for real estate. You can't just get into real estate if you don't have money. Otherwise, you either have a really good deal and you're set and you can build upon that or that one deal is going to screw you for the rest of your life. Same with investing into gold. You know, I love investing into gold. It's a very secure commodity. But gold is not going to make big, big, big price changes in a matter of a couple hours or days or weeks. It's going to take years to build financial independence with gold. And you also need, obviously, some money money to invest. So that's the route that I went. And that's usually also what I teach my students and my customers and people that I work with to build multiple income streams and then start diversifying with investments. But if you're reliant on your investments to pay your bills, you're going to be in a very, very bad emotional state because you're way too attached to the money. And what I teach people and what I've always done is when I invest money somewhere, if I lose it, it's okay. You know, it's not the money that I need next month to, to pay for my car or to pay for, for my travels. Um, I'm actually, I don't have an apartment or a house to pay off because I'm traveling the world full time right now, became a global citizen at the beginning of the year. But for most other people, you know, you have, you, you have your car lease or your, your finance payment. You have your rent. You have food to pay. You have other stuff to cover. And if you invest some of that money, then you're way too attached to that money and losing that money will basically put you in a downward spiral where you, it's, it's hard to get out. So that's why I always tell people to use the money you make on the side, extra money to invest, and then you can build a very, very nice financial future. Mm. Yeah. There's a, American football player who did that. He's not retired. His name is Rob Gronkowski. And he actually said that he didn't spend any money he made from what he did playing football, but uh, he stored that away. And every endorsement money that he got, he spent off of that, but he didn't spend all of that. He invested some of it and he saved some of it and he lived off of the endorsement deals he got. And I always thought that was, that's a brilliant way to actually go about life. You can actually do that and actually, well, be wealthier that way. So yeah, I didn't even think of doing that until he mentioned that. Hmm. Okay. Yes. I was actually sitting down with one of my mentors 
a few days ago and he also advised me like very strongly advised me in my age I just turned 25 this summer to put away at least 70% of my income and either put it into investments with low risk but getting out the inflation rate and then build up like millions of dollars that you have in your investments and focus on one project and one project only for a certain amount of time until you get to the expert level, which obviously takes thousands of hours. And then you can also look into more high risk things, but you don't want to be too risky with your investments, especially when you grow to a certain income. It's good to be risky at the beginning stages of your career because you can take a couple more hits, but then step by step, like from income, you should put away as much as possible and put it to work because Money is basically the most reliant worker you're going to have in your life because it doesn't do any smoke breaks. You know, it's not talking on WhatsApp or Instagram to, to their uh, friends or family. You know, money, if you put it to work, it works 24-7 and you can either have your money work for you or you can have money and the interest rates work against you. So yeah, that's, that's one of the biggest keys, not take too much debt and loans when you're young and build income streams and cash flow and then live off of the interest rates instead of paying off the interest rates. Mm. Yeah, that's that's a lesson I wish I learned when I was in my 20s. Mm. I'd be far better off now. <laughs> yeah, luckily the internet is opening up more opportunities for, for us uh, young people right now to access this, that knowledge because obviously mm-hmm. like, it wasn't that easy few Right. Yeah, yeah, I totally understand that. Now, in uh, the success formula, you the book, uh, you talked about the eight rules of fulfillment. Now, why are these rules so important for a person to practice? Well, I think um, what what's most important in life is not how successful you become, but how you become successful and how you define success. I think most people... They're just like comparing themselves too much to the lives of other people. And for me personally, it's fully okay if somebody becomes, uh, hits a certain income rank or a certain success level faster than me because maybe they invested more time. Maybe uh, they were craving that success much more. But at the end, all we're really striving for is for growth and for happiness. And those eight rules, they really help you put into perspective where you are in this big universe on this big planet with like 8 billion people and realize you're in the right situation to take action and change your life at at any time. You know, it's not dependent on politics. It's not dependent on uh, what country you live in. Even, Even the countries that are economically worse off than, for example, Germany or the United States, you have way more opportunities because here, obviously, there's already a lot of wealth built. And the best time to build wealth in the United States or in Germany was like 50 years ago, 20 years ago. There's still a lot of great opportunities, but um, you, you just have to find them and you have to see them. So you have to put yourself out of that situation where you're dwelling too much in the past and become kind of depressive or you're looking too much in the future and being worried and get anxiety and kind of get paralyzed of the future so you have to set yourself in in the right mode of the present mode and realize that the present is a present yeah it's a gift that's why it's called like that and it's 
why many, many people who are living in the very present moment, they're just happy and blessed. And if you're happy and blessed, you have a high energy level. And if you have a high energy level, you will automatically attract other people into your life. So all you got to do then is provide some sort of value, some sort of service or product that you can share with those people and you can attract wealth. You know, the formula is pretty simple, but it's not easy to do. You know, like everything in life, eating healthy, working out, taking care of your body, taking care of your friends, taking care of your family, your relationships. It's very simple, but it's not always easy to do because life always gets in the way. That's why I always advise to like not compare yourself to other people smile a lot and just be of a high vibe because if you have a high vibration everything's based on frequencies um i was just at a seminar together with uh, bob proctor uh, where we had an event with close to ten thousand people in dallas texas and he was talking about that too and i think that's one one of the easiest ways to grow be happy fulfill your life's purpose and become successful on the way but success should never be the goal Success is basically what you achieve on your journey to happiness and fulfillment. Mm. I, yeah, I could not agree with you more there. And it actually ties into what I was going to ask next. Now, you, you wrote that your greatness is about what you have. It's about what you give. So in your best words, and you're very eloquent, I may add, <laughs> how does oh no problem how does generosity and wealth tie together oh i, I believe it's like a hundred percent tied together because in in my uh humble opinion and what i've learned so far, far in this life um the universe works like the like the infinity sign like an eight and you give, you are also able to receive. And life will give you a lot of opportunities. Life will give you everything that you need, like all the ingredients for success. But if you only take and take and take for yourself without giving back at some point, life and the flow of energy and the flow of the universe will stop giving you. Um, and it, it shouldn't be only based on, oh, I want, I want more success, I want more wealth, I want more positive energy in my life to give to other people. It should be the essence because at the end of the day, at some point, we're all going to be gone. We're all going to be uh, away from this planet and this body. And what we did for ourselves, you know, all the beautiful vacations, all the nice cars, watches success whatever houses they're going to be gone and everything that you did for yourself will be gone with you but what you do for other people what you do for other living beings and what you do for nature and like the whole planet the environment that's going to stay forever that's basically the legacy you create and when i was 12 years old i already told my mom you know when i grow up i'm going to get you a dream car your dream house and you never have to work again so that's been one of my biggest motivations uh, from an early age on because we we should be thankful and we should be grateful for all the people in our life especially our parents that brought us into this life and gave us the gift of life basically to be on this planet so giving back it's it's like something where you have a win-win scenario because you give 
and the other person is going to be happy about it and they're going to be grateful and they're going to give you positive energy and love back. So there's like two winners in this whole scenario. While if you only do something for yourself, there's only one winner. And most of the times there, there might be a loser on the other side. And then I, I started uh, when I, when I was very young, me and my mom, we started donating to different charities and sponsoring kids to give them like the basic access to food, electricity, water, and education. And I realized like one single person can make an impact. Um, I'm obviously not naive enough to, to think that I can change the entire world or one person can change the entire world. But it's the people that are that naive and that they believe they can change the world that are actually doing it. Because one person is not going to solve all the problems in the world, but one person can be the impact and can be the first stone, the first domino stone that basically causes an acceleration and causes a trigger effect, a butterfly effect, where you do something good for one person that does something good for another person and you impact a thousand people who impact a thousand people and all of a sudden you positively influence and impact over a million people. You can't do that by yourself, but you can do it by impacting one person at a time. And that's something that, that I realized and what I I would like to share with more and more people in the next few decades that we just pay it forward and we head out, we, we come together as a unit, you know, as a, as a big family, basically, uh, of humans on this planet to help each other out and help us reach a higher level of consciousness and also like living. Yeah. Yeah. That, that would make a wonderful world if all of us thought that way and acted that way and lived that life in that way. Uh, and it, it actually segues me into this question here. Now, you believe in the concept of playing life to win big. So how does someone, anyone, play to win big in life? There's, there's basically like three three types of goals or three lives, uh, three, three types of like dreams you, you have, you know, most people, they stop dreaming at a very early age because there was like a Harvard, uh, study where it said at the average age of like 18 to 21, a human being, uh, no matter where they come from, no matter if they're like male or female, they get told no about a hundred to 200,000 times. No, you can't do this. No, you're too small. No, you're too thin. No, you're too thick. No, you're not educated enough. No, you don't come from the right background. No, you don't have the financial means to do this. So at 25, most people bury their dreams and they start basically like just trying to fit in. But what I think every one of us has a special gift that we got and a gift that we're supposed to share with the world and we can only tap into that potential and into that gift and into that purpose if we realize that we're capable of much more than what we've done so far. So the, the, the first level of goals or dreams is what you can easily achieve. You know, it's getting a couple of promotions over the course of your lifetime and kind of like making it into retirement, getting, getting a new car every 10 years, living in a nice house, 
and like li living the life you can easily achieve without getting out of your comfort zone. Then there's the second level, there's the second type where you have to stretch to get there. You know, you can expand into a new industry, you can start a business on the side, you can learn about investing, you can start like something meaningful in your community. So you, you do the extra work. You know, most people, they think because a job has eight hours, you're supposed to only work on your goals, dreams, and future for eight hours a day. But we can easily put in 12 hours, 14 hours a day for extended period of time, especially if we don't have built our own family yet to do more. And when you realize this, for me, there was a step-by-step-by-step-by-step effect where first my, my first goal was to, to just retire in the sense of building an income online from anywhere in the world so I can be flexible, I can be free and I don't have to work a job for the rest of my life. Then I realized, okay, if I do a little bit more, I can take care of my future family and uh, maybe also take care of my, my current family, my mom and the people around me. But then at some point when I like came really close to that goals at the age of like 22, 23, I realized, okay, there's much, much more to do. And that's when you start to really dream big and to really uh, perceive how much potential we have as human beings so tapping into that power is really, really important because the world is ours, but we have to come and take it because otherwise it's just an opportunity and opportunities don't get lost. They just get passed to the next person. Oh man, I can listen to you forever. <laughs> you were such a, a, a wonderful inspirational figure and uh, I, I wish you more success because the the mentality that you have will take you. Well, it's already taken you far, but it's going to take you even further than you could ever imagine. Thank wow. So much. I appreciate that big time. Wow. Uh, yeah. I, and I could continue this conversation. I would love to. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, we have come to the end of this interview. Uh, however, uh, I would li like for you to uh, tell the people uh, where they can find you and the products that you have or your presence that you provide? Yes. Um, so the, the easiest way um, to reach me is usually over Instagram under Richard, B-U-E-T-T-N-E-R, you know, no fancy name, just my, my regular legal name. Um, and also have a website under the same name um, with .com at the end. Um, where, where you can get in contact with me and my management and my assistants um, to like just reach out and like get to know each other and see maybe how I can help you personally. Mm. Well, you hear it simple and plain. <laughs> Visionary and brand strategist, author, online marketer, entrepreneur, and really quite frankly, one nice human being, one kind human being. Richard Butner, uh, it was a pleasure to talk to you, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate you taking the time, Cole, and I wish you a wonderful day. Mm, you too, my friend. And that concludes Success Formula. I'm Cole Johnson reminding you that success is not just a destination or a journey. It's a way of life. See you at the top.